this is Jack Scallions. Join me for a few moments from my heart to yours. Time is precious. Actually, time is an island in the sea of eternity. There's a time when time began, and there'll be a time when time will end. It's a part of creation God provided just for man, and God is not bound by it. There was a time uh, we recalled that time didn't even exist. Every single morning, 86,400 seconds is deposited to our time account. You can spend it or you can invest it as you choose, but every single night the account closes with a zero balance. The 1,440 minutes we are allotted will be accounted for when God judges our use of this very valuable gift. Dr. Howard Hendricks once said, Sometimes we think we're in the land of the living on the way to the land of the dying, when in fact we're in the land of the dying on our way to the land of the living. How you spend your time is infinitely more important than how you spend your money. Your financial mistakes can be corrected, but time, once it is used, is gone forever. Yesterday is a canceled check, tomorrow is a promissory note, and today is the only cash we have, so we ought to spend it wisely. The origin of time is given to us in Genesis chapter 1, when God called light forth, then separated that light from darkness. He called the light day, and he called the darkness night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. That Hebrew word for day is the word yom, and it's consistently used in Scripture to signify a literal 24-hour day. The recording of this solar day event extends in creation into six literal 24-hour periods of God's creative artistry. The AIDS day theory and the gap theory allow pseudoscience an open door to introduce millions or even billions of years of evolution as opposed to direct creation. Evolution then conjures up numerous absurd and unproven hypotheses not established by true science, nor can be reconciled with sound biblical exegesis. Down through the ages, man has been fixated on measuring time. Years ago, I purchased a bull of an Accutron wristwatch that used a tuning fork. I must admit today it cost me a bit more than I should have paid. But I enjoyed uh, putting that watch to my ear and listening to that little tuning fork. Most clocks and watches are calibrated to either a battery or a winding mechanism. The Bible records the use of a sundial in Isaiah chapter 38. The hourglass filled with water or sand has been employed, and the ancient Babylonians used the stars. I read where early Chinese cultures used a burning knotted rope, and sometimes even a marked candle was used by early civilizations. Today we are modern and we're extremely accurate and much more time-conscious than previous generations. Few people do not have some method of time calibration on their person. A naval conservatory clock has a daily variation of less than one hundredth of a second. Time is measured in different ways, but all of us agree that time moves on. The clock of life is wound but once, and no man has the power to tell just when the hands will stop at late or early hour. To lose one's wealth is sad indeed, to lose one's health is more, to lose one's soul is such a loss that no man can restore. This short poem is recorded by Faith, Prayer, and Track League with the closing estimation that 51 people died while the poem was being read. Time is a measuring device. Life is a series of new beginnings. 
King David said, I've been young and now I'm old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. The statement is true in that David measured his life. I have a friend who has uh, was a very influential individual, and yet he read of the brevity of time. I heard him relate the story that when he turned 40 years of age, he filled a vessel in his study with 1,560 marbles, one for each week until he reached age 70, three score and ten, as the Bible says. Each week he has been taking a marble from the container and watching the remainder shrink in size. I can say with David, I have been young and now I am old. Time is a great equalizer. Some have more money than others and some have more talent and ability. But all of us have the same number of minutes in each day. Dr. Charles Keene, one of my dear friends, founder of Bearing Precious Seed Ministry, told me that he had begun reading his Bible uh, through several times a year since his youth, and he had completely read it through over a hundred times in his life. William Jennings Bryan said, Men spend half their lives getting money and the other half trying to keep others from getting it. It's often stated that men spend their health to acquire their wealth and then their wealth to hold on to their health. Some use their lives for thrill and entertainment. The story is told of two country boys who went to the country fair. and They just had a few dollars to spend between them. The first ride they came to was the merry-go-round. And the first young country boy rode it repeatedly. Finally, his friend said to him, Now look at you. You spent all your money to go in circles. And you got off right where you got on. And you ain't been nowhere yet. One day all of our life's pleasures will be used up. And there'll be no more thrills for thrill seekers. Compare that to God's plan for our lives that tells us that he daily loads us with benefits. I've heard it said many times, well, I'm just hanging around. I'm just killing time. I remember my mother repeatedly cautioned me not to waste my life nor wish my life away. Now that I'm in the senior stage of my life, I understand the caution that should be shown toward the tragedy of wasting time. If the core of life is removed from the incidentals of life, we can only come to one conclusion, and that conclusion is life is preparatory. A.W. Tozer relates this story of his good friend, Tom Have. Dr. Tozer spoke to his friend concerning his future plans with this question. Well, Tom, I guess you'll be going back home to Ireland to continue your preaching ministry. No, Tom replied in a thick Irish brogue. I intend to cancel all my appointments for the next six months and spend that time preparing for the judgment seat of Christ while I can still do something about it. It makes absolutely no sense to take this brief period called time and not use it to be ready for eternity. In comparison to eternity, James describes life as a vapor. It's actually just like a grain of sand or one snowflake or one blade of grass or one tick of the clock compared to eternity. Certainly time allows us to prepare to give a reckoning before the sovereign creator of all things, all things including time. The height of presumption is to squander this window of opportunity, especially since life is so uncertain. We have no idea what tomorrow may hold. Time is precious, perhaps the most precious gift we have. Because of that fact, its brevity and its ultimate purpose, we should redeem it with care and use it wisely for God's glory. Belief in Christ's substitutionary vicarious sacrifice for our sins 
can settle the question of eternal destination. But, oh, God is so gracious to give us time to make that choice. And not only that, but to accrue rewards for eternity that will come when time is no more. I want to thank you for listening. This has been Jack Scallions, and I've come to you for just a few moments from my heart to yours. <music> ¶¶